on this episode of Shooting the Shit with Sam. Dating a mama bear. You see, I date the sweetest girl in the world. I date the mama bear and the therapist. This woman means everything to me. And you do this to her. Do you understand me? This beautiful, hot, sexy woman does everything for you guys. And I have to sit through it at the house. Why do they put their weight on me? You make it hard for me. And I'm her therapist now. They just call me and they just they just pull their weight on me. And I understand they have family problems. But I do too. We all have problems. We all have everyday lives. And I'm like, I know. This is the fourth time this week we have had this conversation. And y'all have to stop using your friends. It's fucking disgusting. You understand me? Disgusting. But I wanted to apologize to all the women out there for commenting on this. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I am who I am. My name is my name. And welcome into episode 80 of Shooting the Shit with Sands. This is nuts. 80 episodes, man. Listen, last week it got it got canceled. Okay, I, I recorded a podcast. It's it's in the vault. It's in the vault. The Never Seen Podcast. I think we're gonna have one with Spitting Sports too. Uh, two hours of good content that just it, it was it was bad. It was like the technological issues, the the landing coming in and out, in and out pause. Jesus, that is a foul statement, egregious statement. His mic. And camera kept cutting in and out. Jeez Louise. Landon coming in and out, in and out. Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, you know, uh, it happens. It happens to everybody, okay? Shit happens. It's whatever. Throw it in the vault. Throw it in the trash. Whatever. And Nia's family came in. The beautiful, her beautiful little sisters came in. Love them to death. Her mom came into town. And I was chilling with them. So, I didn't really have time to really, you know, get to it. Get to the editing. I'd rather chill with them than take an hour or two to edit my pod. You know what I mean? Because I was working and stuff like that already. So I was trying to spend time with them. And it happens, man. It happens. So, yeah, but we're we're back, though. Hey, we're back. It took a week off, bro. It happens. How many times am I going to say it happens? Uh, what's up? How we doing? What's popping? What's bussing? Okay. So the top five songs from last week will be this week so I don't get like jumbled up. The editing I did on that video took forever. So I'm releasing it. Okay? The snippets, all that. It took me fucking forever. And then we'll come back next week with a new five. But you won't even know that it's a new five if I didn't tell you, right? So, yeah. I, uh... How y'all doing? What the fuck? I don't even know how to start this podcast. How are y'all doing? Right? So I was asking. Hope you're doing well. Mental health is good. All that. Okay? Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about some, some NBA topics that I think can, can be talked about. You know what I mean? And, and we're just going to talk NBA. Just I'm just going to ramble. I really don't have much, but I'm just going to ramble and see where it goes. That's how this podcast works most of the time, but actually I, have, I don't have any topics for once. So, But to start out, I have to address the women Two weeks ago, whenever, I think it was two weeks ago, Landon, that piece of shit, oh, that piece of shit, he, he put out a clip of the other podcast I do, Spitting Sports, and we were talking about women, and it was one of my worst takes, one of my worst takes I've had on women, we get called out in the comments, I said that women are all the same, if they have friends, they're, they're the same people in three different bodies, right, excuse me. And we get called out in the comments. We get called out. I can name nine friends that I have because Landon said they they don't have big groups of friends. And and we got called out in the comments. And, and the dumb guys are down there like, bro, you're going to catch fire for this one. This is so true. You know, we're all stupid. And, you know, we start, start looking through the comments or tagging people that they're friends with. Wasn't a good look for me. And, of course, he puts my bulk... My bulk of the fucking clip. They they commented too. Also, once again, it's the hoodie. I am not 500 pounds. I actually look very thin right now. I'm freshly shaved. My hair looked nutty. 
Once again, I'm getting a haircut for my fucking sister's wedding. I'm going to be respectful to her. Uh, shout out. Shout out, Samantha. Uh, yeah, so women, listen, man. To get to the point, I, I'm an idiot, okay? And do I think I know about women? No. But I think I have better research than most people, right? Now, do you have to take me seriously? No. Why would you? I am I am about to be 27 in two weeks. And I'm wearing a jersey because my favorite basketball team that I've never met a player on, never shook a hand, never hung out with, is playing tonight. Do you understand what I'm saying? I schedule my day around sporting events. I, I'm a loser. I am a loser. But as a loser, do you know what I pulled? Have you seen what I've done with myself? Have you seen the woman that's beside me around my shoulder? Huh? Is that how you say it? Around my shoulder? I have on my shoulder? What the fuck am I talking about? Have you seen her? Dime piece. Beautiful. Hot. Sexy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she's smart and shit, too. You know, her personality's cool. <laughs> Her personality's all right. Uh, no, she's an awesome person, but she's fucking hot. So I obviously, I obviously have got some research. I got some research done. And you know how I got my research through all my years. Through all my years, men sometimes take a trip to this place. They take a vacay. But they didn't know I bought my own island there. I bought my own island in this place. It's, it's very rainy. It's very cloudy. It's very gloomy. It's very dark. It's disgusting over there. It's called Friendzone Island. I bought it. It's mine. I live there. I am the king of Friendzone Island through my teens. Shit, up until I was 21, I was the Friendzone King. Lady would come up to me. Oh my God, you're so cute. Whoa. <laughs> you're coming on a little strong, bitch. Back off. My name is Hunter. What's your name? Shake my hand. I want no other contact with you other than a handshake, like right at a fucking business meeting, okay? This is office etiquette. I know we're on 7th Street. I know you're seven Red Bull vodkas in. I know you're hyped up. I know you probably snorted some shit in the bathroom. But let me tell you something. Back off. I'm single, and I am not wanted. I know I'm not. My self-confidence was so low. So low. I can make them laugh. <laughs> they touch my hand. Slap it off. Slap off the hand. They get they they do the graze on your arm. I'm not into you. Yes, I think you are gorgeous. Yes, you're cool. Get the fuck away from me. Okay? I want nothing. So I lived in friend zone. On friend zone island, I'm the king. I rule it. And and let me tell you, while you're in the friend zone, the things you hear, the things you see. The text messages you get seen, you know what's so nasty is me seeing text messages from some of my best friends to their girlfriends. That was the most disgusting phase of my life. Because I don't judge a man how you treat a woman. I don't judge him, right? If you're a crazy boyfriend, cool. As long as you're not abusive, I'm not going to judge you. You know, be crazy. If you're toxic, you're toxic. If you cheat, you cheat, okay? I'm a grown man. He's a grown man. Me trying to cock block this guy. Dude, please. You have a great girl at home, man. Like, I, it's not my job. He's going to do it when I'm not around. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like when girls do it. I've been around. I've been around when people get cheated on by their woman and they're at the house because they're too tired because they just worked a 12-hour construction shift. Their girlfriends are pumping them up. Yes. Go for him. He's so cute. Yes. Is he buying you drinks? Is that a fucking... Is that a brand new fossil watch on his wrist? Yes. Go home with him. Like, it's disgusting. You women are disgusting. You're disgusting. Okay? So, the research I got through being in the friend zone, I kind of know a little bit about women. I know how y'all shake and jive. I know how much shit... Like... The, I'm not gonna call people by their names because that's just rude. The the person that tweeted the nine or the Instagram tagged the nine names of her friends. 
I've been around not that group. I'm not talking about that group. A group of women like that, right, where they're hanging out with each other. And then you, you hang out with one of them solo at their house or something, just chilling, watching a movie, talking mad shit about the other chick. Talking mad shit about two of them. I don't really like that bitch, but she's in the group. So, dude, with guys, we're not like that, okay? Most of the time, we just stop inviting you to shit. Women, invite them all. Like, women have that thing where they get, they're, they're the party one. They have, they have multiple friends, right? Let me, let me just call them out, okay? You got, you got the woman that's the one you invite to parties, right? She's a good time. Oh, my God. You see how fucked up she got? She was, she's so crazy. She's so crazy. The crazy one. That's who that is, right? You got the crazy one. You got the one that's successful with a little bit of hookups. Like, she's an esthetician. How the fuck do you say it? esthetician she can like do you do your brows i need to shave my uni um she can do your brows do your lashes you get a little discount but she's cool you know you're cool with her is she your best friend no your best friend right the, the one that they're really close to that's their sister they roll around with them and they may have two or three of those but they roll around with them everywhere they post instagram pics your favorite duo, like that's the shit you see, right? Your favorite duo, that's the duo. And then you got the girl that's one of your friends that you know in your head you would turn to the other side for, if you know what I'm saying. You would make the change. You make out with her when y'all get like seven shots deep. You kind of put her tongue, you give her extra tongue, you know, and your boyfriend thinks it's hot. Or the guy you're talking to thinks it's hot. But in your head, you're like, I'm going to leave you for her one day. But you never do. You never do. Right? And then the other friend, I'm just going off the head here. I have not written these down. These may, This may be another bad take on women. <laughs> the other friend is the one that you have just been friends with for so long. They will always be in your group. And honestly, you've kind of grown apart, right? You've kind of... We've gone our separate ways, but we're somehow intermingled. We're somehow intermingled. We're always together. We always say hi. We how's your mom? How's your mom? How's your how's your parents doing? How are they doing? I haven't seen them in so long. Why? Because you're separated. Yet and most of those friends are the ones where y'all have y'all have like talked to each other's boyfriends behind their back. Like, oh my God. And that's what happens terribly. The ones that aren't your best friends but are just in the group, they see all your cute guys, wherever the hell you're, you're hanging out with, the guys you're hanging out with, and they're like, they hear them talk and they hang around you and you're on a, they're the fucking third wheel or the fifth wheel, and they're sitting there like, oh my God, he's so funny, he's so cute. When they're done, I'm in there. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting what y'all do. And those are basically women friendships. You got a couple levels. You got a couple levels. I'm, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I can't. You see the research I've done? That was pretty good analysis, right? Oh, another one. Uh, the therapist friend. The one, this is unfortunately Nia. That one poor woman, and I'm not going to call her a bitch because my, my girlfriend's in this group. That poor woman that gets all your dead weight and all your skeletons late at night and you don't even ask if they're okay. You're just like, can we please talk? You call her twice. I need to talk to you ASAP. And then you spill the beans on how you and your bo boyfriend got in a fight. He went out and you didn't like how he went out. He was with his friends. He was having fun. Y'all hate fun. Y'all hate fun unless you're there. And then when you're there, you get a little too drunk and you ruin the fun. You know, that shit, that shit is despicable. Why are you acting like that? Why? You need to chill out. No, no, bitch. You chill out. No, you chill out. I'm literally two beers in. I don't even drink beer. I'm only two drinks in. You're like seven shots deep. Why are you telling me to chill? You was just twerking in the middle of the club. They're playing fucking house music. You can't twerk to house music, bitch. Come over here and chill out. We can talk. Talk to your friends. Mingle. Don't shake ass. Mingle. And I'm not against women shaking ass, by the way. I'm not. Taking her single, shake your ass. I'm just saying, giving examples. But that poor girl that you take advantage of, and she has all this weight from 12 different people, and she really doesn't know who her best friend is because she stopped getting invited to things 
Because, you know, she's she's kind of the mom of the group. Oh, that's another one. The mom of the group. I'll get to that one. And she, like, she doesn't have as much fun as everybody. She makes sure everybody's okay. But, like, you want her to let loose. Let loose. She can't let loose because she knows when you get drunk, you do stupid shit, and that's why you call her. You call her at fucking 12 p.m. the next day. Oh, my God. I can't remember what I did last night. I handed something really bad. That's what y'all do. That's what y'all do to them. Am I on a fucking 10-minute rant on women? Holy shit. And then the mama bear. This is the worst one. This poor girl in dating. Dating a mama bear. You see? I date the sweetest girl in the world. I date the mama bear and the therapist. This woman means everything to me. And you do this to her. Do you understand me? This beautiful, hot, sexy woman does everything for you guys. And I have to sit through it at the house. Why do they put their weight on me? You make it hard for me. And I'm her therapist now. They just call me and they just they just pull their weight on me. And I understand they have family problems. But I do too. We all have problems. We all have everyday lives. And I'm like, I know. This is the fourth time this week we have had this conversation. <laughs> the poor mama bear. Y'all go out. Y'all are pre-gaming. She's like, she gets a little drunk at the pre-game. Woo, let's get an Uber. She gets a little drunk. And then as the night goes, she stops drinking. She's looking around. She's making, she observes everything in the room. Where are the men that are looking at us? Are they creepy? Are they cute? Are they weird? Are they going to approach us? She's the one that when you're spitting game at a, at a girl at the bar that's a little drunk, you know, y'all drunk at the bar, both of us, we chilling, talking, you spitting game. She's the one that comes over and pulls her friend by the arm. What are you doing? We need to talk again. Now it's my turn to talk to you about something. That's who she is. That's who the mama bear is. And y'all have to stop using your friends. It's fucking disgusting. You understand me? Disgusting. But I wanted to apologize to all the women out there for commenting on women, okay? I love y'all. We couldn't we couldn't make it without you, okay? We couldn't make it without you. And I appreciate you all. I appreciate you all, okay? So after this, <laughs> that was a rant. Jesus Christ. That was a rant. After this break, I'm not going to do a commercial, but we're just going to come back to it. Because uh, I need to recharge after that. I'm a little hype right now. Um, you know, after this, we're going to talk about the Arkansas game. What are my expectations for that team? It's not going to take long. And then we're going to get into that NBA shit, man. It's going to be fun. March Madness is on. This is a great time for a gambler. It's fun. It's just fun to put $120, $150 in your gambling account, throw down $10, $15 bets, and pray you hit one. And yesterday, I cashed out. Seven leg Arkansas parlay. Five leg, sorry, five leg. Five leg Arkansas parlay. Killed it. We'll be right back, baby. Let's get it. Part two breaking news. Breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. This is where I wish I had my fucking uh, my soundboard, which I will eventually have. I'm telling you, I will have a soundboard. I will have a fucking soundboard. Um, but yeah. That I'm actually trying to download a DJ app where I can play music on the podcast. I think that would be crazy. I've been talking about it for a year. That shit's expensive, bro. <clears throat> so I want to get that DJ app so bad where I can just like play a snippet of a song, like while I'm talking and shit, put tags all over it, you know, like shooting the shit with Sands with uh, Nia, you know? Shooting this shit with sand, sand, sands all over it while I'm playing this song so it doesn't get tagged or flagged for anything on Spotify. But, you know, whatever. Breaking news, though. Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Cleveland Browns. Whoa! Baker's bitching. He's crying. This even makes it more petty. Right? He comes out, he goes, I want to trade. And I'm going to get to that. Fuck, that's a good topic to go to. <clears throat> he goes, I want to trade. You guys are interested in a quarterback that is obviously better than me. And, you know, our, our number one receiver bitched about how I didn't give him the ball. 
He went off and won a Super Bowl. Our other receiver, Jarvis Landry, very talented guy, goes off and is a free agent. What do you want? You had one of the best O-lines in the game, top five. Uh, Wills, they they drafted from Alabama. They they got all those guys on I can't even think about their O-linemen. Jesus Christ. When you don't watch a team, you can't. I've watched the Browns, but not like that to know their O-line. You got Nick Chubb. You got Kareem Hunt. You had weapons. <clears throat> David Njoku, Austin Hooper. They try to help this guy out. Once again, I, I'm all in for player players getting pissed at shit. Like, Russell Wilson had the right to be pissed. They didn't help him out. You got two great receivers, but did they help you at the tight end position? That was a revolving door every year. Did they help you at O-line? You got an injury-prone running back? You have no depth at running back? You still believe in Rashad Penny? Fucking osteoporosis Penny? I don't think so, bro. I don't even know what osteoporosis means. I just said it. Orthopedic Penny? No. You can't believe in guys like that. Travis Homer? The fuck? You're believing in guys like that? But when you're Baker Mayfield, they juice your defense up. They juice the D. They Whoa. Pause. They load up the O-line. They give you weapons galore. You got arguably the best running back in the league in the backfield. Bro, you didn't do nothing. I know your shoulder's out. Sit out and don't play. If you sit out and don't play, you're playing pretty fucking well at the beginning of the season. You don't get looked at how you were looked at. And you're a tough guy, and I, I commend that. But it's immature. It's entitled. It's, ugh. It's it's gross. It's disgusting. I understand where he's coming from in his mindset. As, as a dude with all that confidence and arrogance, right? Which you have to have at the QB position. You got to have some arrogance. Like, that, like, Russell Wilson's the most humble guy in the world. He's got, he's got that fucking ultra... Ultra confidence, that arrogance. But Baker is a number one pick that hasn't worked out. He he made the playoffs, yes. And as a number one pick, you're not supposed to be Tom Brady and shit. That's not what they do. Statistically, most number one picks that are quarterbacks don't work out. Jared Goff, Jameis Winston. Uh, well, Baker Mayfield has worked out okay, but mostly they don't work out that well. Ryan Leaf, all those guys, they don't work out well. And... I don't even know if was Ryan Leaf number one? No. Either way. Tim Couch, wasn't he number one? How the fuck do I know that name? Had a bobblehead when I was a kid. Anyways, you just and he was a Browns quarterback too. They mostly don't work out statistically talking. They're speaking. They don't work out. And him feeling that way is crazy. And and the pettiness is I want to trade. And then the ownership or management goes, no, fuck you. Like, instantly. He goes, I've officially offered uh, one a trade. I've, I've asked for a trade, requested it. GM comes out, or the Browns organization comes out. Let 30 minutes later, an hour later, and goes, I don't give a fuck. You're not getting traded. We're waiting, because we know we're going to get Deshaun. And the Texans don't even want you. You know why? Because they don't want to pay your fuck ass. Nobody wants to pay Baker Mayfield. They want to pay Kirk Cousins, but they don't want to pay Baker Mayfield. They don't. And I think he will get paid. He's Baker Mayfield. Somebody's going to be out there and be a believer in him. Once again, it's so it's so funny that people go, why, why is that guy so getting paid like that? Bro, you don't know how that GM, how bad that GM wanted that guy when they were in the draft. You don't know how how they see that quarterback in their system. Like, oh, he could thrive here. You don't know. And I could see the Panthers being a player in this, this Baker Mayfield thing. But Deshaun Watson goes for three first-round picks and two other assets that have not been, been said. Deshaun Watson's getting five years, $240 million. Woohoo! Aaron Rodgers money, which he deserves to me. Um... And I think you're talking about a team, the Browns, who can now load up on draft capital with Baker Mayfield. Not load up, but get draft capital for Baker Mayfield. Get some good picks. Maybe swap these picks out for some players or something, which I don't even know if they need players right now. Their team's pretty loaded. They don't have just Davion Clowney, but he didn't do much last year. Um, they got Miles Garrett. Jesus Christ, freak. Uh, but the Texans are going to load up on draft capital. Draft their guy. There's no way they draft a quarterback this year. 
I think they're going to have a little gap year. Not a gap year. Um, they're going to have another Texans year. They're going to get the number one pick next year, possibly. And, you know, because no quarterback is looked at like that this year. And they're going to get a quarterback next year and, and pray he's the guy. But Deshaun Watson going to the Browns, how does that affect the Browns? Well, look what Baker Mayfield did with that roster two years ago. Two years ago, they beat the COVID Steelers. Uh, get to the Chiefs game. Patrick Mahomes goes down, right? Chad Heaney comes in, gets the throw. They they should have beat them. So you're talking about a run game that can keep uh Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Deshaun or Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and uh. Who the fuck else? Derek Carr with Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. I forgot about that trade. Devontae Adams. We're going to get to the Bucks now. I'm, I'm just doing NFL now. Now we get to the NBA. Fuck it. This is a good pot. Uh, I keep forgetting all this shit, and then you start talking. Keep them off the field. You keep those great offenses off the field, and now you have the guy that can score with them, though. People forget Deshaun Watson had a 24-0 lead on the fucking the, – the then the, – the in that playoffs, what would have been the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. He had a 24-0 lead a half. His coach makes a dumb decision, doesn't kick the field goal, I believe. Uh, like fourth and seven from the 10, something like that. Something really stupid. And, you know, they end up losing that game because it's Patrick Mahomes. But you have a guy that you know can keep up in the big moments. That's where Baker would not get you over the top. Those big moments, you got a big guy now. You got a dude that has balls of fucking steel. Hopefully he stays healthy. He had a whole year of sitting out and just training, which people don't know that does wonders for your body. When you're injury, not prone, he's torn his ACL twice, but the first time was before the technology was like this, where torn ACLs, like Odell, he tore it again, but it was his other knee, I believe. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to happen. There's a chance, but most of the time, you're not going to re-tear the same one, mostly with his position at quarterback. I know he runs and all that. It's very hard to tear ACL at quarterback, but unless you get a bad hit, obviously. This is all generalities. But you're talking about a guy that can clutch up. If he gets the ball last, you know you're probably going to win the game. He's not Baker where it's like he's he may make a terrible throw. You run three downs in a row. Like This offense is going to be juiced up. Amari Cooper, a guy that can get open. We got to see what they get around him now, right? Maybe they trade Baker for a wide receiver somewhere or get the capital for Baker to trade for a wide receiver somewhere. Maybe they re-sign Jarvis Landry, and Jarvis Landry's excited to get back with Deshaun. And I haven't checked it. He may have already signed somewhere, but I thought that would be news that I would see, right? I thought that would be news I would see. Man, great trade. Great trade for the Browns. Good trade for the Texans, too. Let's not... Bro, the Texans did... Chris touched on this on the on the locked-up pod, the trashed pod. They held out, and you have to give credit because when you don't hold out for the best deal, or in football, it's so different for me than than basketball. But like the Harden thing, they got nothing. They got nothing for James Harden because the Rockets like give him the fuck out of here. He's not trying, and they turned down Ben Simmons, which ended up the Nets got for James Harden. The Rockets right now with Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Ben Simmons, bro. That would be showtime. Fucking showtime. And Jalen Green is now playing basketball. He knows how to play basketball now. It's kind of crazy to watch him play now. He's a hooper. He's been a hooper. But he's learning how to play basketball, and he's not even finished with his first season. Good luck stopping him. Uh, the Devontae Adams trade. He told you for two years, I don't want a fucking franchise tag. He has an argument that he's the best wide receiver in the league. And honestly, uh, other than Cooper Cup right now, statistically, you're talking about Devontae Adams, who who has been, what, the most consistent receiver when healthy in, in the league? We can talk about Cooper Cup's numbers all we want. You can't say there's a big a big difference in quarterback there with Matthew Stafford and, and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, legacy-wise, things like that. We're talking about two top five, two top seven guys. Right, with Stafford and Rodgers. And now he's going to Derek Carr, who I just made an argument. Was that on my last podcast? Uh, that that got locked up? I don't know. But 
I was talking about how Derek Carr is so underrated. It's terrible. It's bad. Like, why are we hating on a guy? Yeah, that is the pod that got deleted. Why are we hating on a guy that led the league in passing yards until Tom Brady caught up to him and passed him? A dude that completes 70% of his passes with no weapons. Henry Ruggs does that dumb shit. Zay Jones and Brian Edwards? Darren Waller missed the whole year. Still bald. Josh Jacobs injury prone. Kenyon Drake didn't touch the ball for fucking 10 weeks. And Derek Carr willed them to the playoffs. Beat the Chargers to get to the playoffs. Like, what are we doing? Why are we shitting on him? People forget he was an MVP candidate before his fucking leg broke. Or whatever the hell happened to him. His knee went out. What are we... Like, I don't understand the disrespect to Derek Carr. Is it because he's under Patty Mahomes and all that? Maybe. I think he's a gamer. I think Derek Carr has intangibles. I think he has the intangibles to be a winner. And I think he is a winner. I really do. He hasn't been helped out a lot. And now... Oh, and aging Deshaun Jackson? Yuck. And now, Devontae coming? Wow. Wow. Well, this does. This opens up everything. People forget that Darren Waller's on the roster sometimes because he was out this whole year. Like, you go, man, who do they got? They got Devontae. And then you start going through the receivers. Zay Jones. Tight end. Oh, shit. Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro? My God, I know some of y'all were screaming, Hunter Winfro, bro! Get the little white kid! Put him in there! Chill out, dog. I know. I gotta say the shitty people first. Him with a guy that can get wide open in the slot whenever he wants, and a dude on the outside who can get open, but is a one-on-one threat. Contested ball catcher. Derek Carr does like to go deep. He does like to chunk that ball. And this is going to be crazy for the Raiders. But let's look at on the Buck side of things that Avante Adams trade. I just tweeted this. What does the Buccaneers' path to the Super Bowl look like? Do you see the Bucs not even cut, like, yes, Tom Brady's on the roster. I'm saying fuck the whole, like, legacy thing with Tom Brady of winning. I know that adds to it. But just our roster in the NFC compared to all other rosters, we have the best roster in the NFC. We know the Rams came back and won that Super Bowl, right? They came and they came back this year. They won the Super Bowl, but just roster to roster, the Bucs had the best roster in the NFC. They lose Joseph Day, right? Who wins? I think he's fifth in winning, uh, winning on pass blocks, whatever the hell it is, winning rate. I should say that. Next to Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. They lose Vaughn Miller to Buffalo. They were talking about retirement. They lose Whitworth. They lose Odell. Robert Woods is coming back from an, uh, a torn ACL. But they do have Allen Robinson now, right? But the Bucks. What position are they better at than us? Honestly, like group-wise. We have a better O-line. Note Bloom just got a good contract for them, and he held his own. He held his own against us. Um, <laughs> he held his own. Jesus Christ, we couldn't do shit on him. Uh, you know, offensive line, we're better, I believe. Secondary, they're better because they have Jalen Ramsey. Um, I, I don't know. This is the path to me. This is all I'm saying. The path is playing Carolina with no quarterback. Atlanta, ass, with no Calvin Ridley. And uh, New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, six games. Then you get in the playoffs. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers without DA. Does he even trust those guys over there? I'm not even being funny. Does he even trust those guys? What are they going to do at receiver? They have to trade their, right? They have to try to go for a blockbuster receiver. They didn't go for Allen Robinson probably because they don't want to pay their players. They don't, and I was listening to this podcast, you know, because I don't know this shit. Apparently, that's how the the Packers have always done business, the Packers and the Steelers. I think T.J. Watt was the first person that wasn't Ben Roethlisberger. I be, this may be just a false stat. 
I'm pretty sure I heard this though. TJ Watt was the first person that was not Ben Roethlisberger to not get franchise tagged and get an extension since the Mike Tomlin era started or since Bill Cowher, I believe. Like, that's all they do. They franchise, franchise, and then you get a contract. And that's what the Packers do too, apparently. They franchise, franchise, get a contract. Or they let you go. Most of the time, they let you go. Greg Jennings gone. Like, there's a lot of... So a lot of things that the Packers do that's very weird. They want to save money. That's they're they're like one of those weird I want to save money but we have billionaires here franchises. And now you're looking at the Packers, the Rams who won a game where we had no Tristan worse. Tom Brady was getting hit every play. There's no Chris Godwin out there. Do you get what I'm saying? They won by three. They won on a game-winning field goal. What is there to talk about? The 49ers with Trey Lance, who hasn't started 10 games since his college career. His He played one game at North Dakota State two years ago. Comes in the NFL, he started a couple games. You think they're going to win? And I think Trey Lance is ultimately talented. Just crazy talent. But do you think they can win a bowl, though? I don't. Kyler Murray in that situation? You think they can win a bowl?
So NBA talk, right? It's um, this is just general like things I'm thinking about. Some storylines we got in the NBA. As we had one game yesterday where Sadiq Bay drops 51 points on the Magic. Jesus. This league is trash. Old heads, it has been confirmed this league is ass. Sadiq Bay is dropping 50 on their heads. But Steph Curry has a torn ligament in his foot, I believe. I don't know if it's a tendon, a muscle, whatever. He hurt his foot, and they're saying he's going to come back at the beginning of the playoffs. Very general statement by the Warriors. Now, to me, teams are usually pretty cautious with what they say. Remember, I think, didn't Steph, didn't Steph get hurt before the Blazers series like three years, four years ago, five, four years ago? Was that that series? I got my hand on my head when I think, uh, or was it Clay? One of the two, they said he'll be back before the playoffs. He ends up coming back, well, like game three of that series, game four, something like that, where he ended up sitting the series out because they were blowing him out. I forgot which one it was, but you get what I'm saying? They're very cautious of saying, yeah, yeah, yeah he'll come back before the playoffs. Uh, okay. They didn't even give a real timetable. It was like April. Well, what does that mean for them? That means you're missing your best player who has not played well this year, but he's still Steph fucking Curry. Uh, Draymond comes back while Steph goes out. Now you have no offense. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, who's trigger happy, isn't good on defense. Is he still going to have those minute restrictions when it comes late down to the season when games start mattering and you start tanking the rest of your season, really? Not tanking to get lottery picks, but you get what I'm saying? Like, they're going to fall from that two seed. They're going to stumble. They may stumble to four or five, man. The Mavericks are scorching hot. We'll get to them in a second. It's not looking good for the Warriors, and the good thing for them is, as they stumble, they will get a better matchup than those play-in teams. I think those play-in teams, if you're missing Steph Curry, have some good guard play that you don't want to mess with. Even I, I hate to bring them up. The Lakers, okay? Okay, hey, hey, listen to what I have to say, man. All I'm saying is LeBron has their number. LeBron's best performances in the last, I don't know, five years have come against him. So if you if you named LeBron's top 10 best performances in the last five years, then that would be hard to dumb down. But in the playoffs and in regular season, he dropped 56 on them. I think since 2015, when they met in the finals, LeBron is averaging over 34 points on them. He just knows how to beat them. He knows their defensive coverages. He knows how to attack Draymond. He knows the matchups he wants. He has been bullying them for a long time. And yes, Westbrook is not good right now. But if you get AD back with LeBron, in the play-in, they're already dangerous. I hate to tell you, they are dangerous. Are, should you be scared of them? Are they a title favorite? No. No. But if they got that seven hole while the Warriors were the two, you're telling me that's not a, a bad matchup for the Warriors? I would say so. Pop my old ass back. I would say it's a bad matchup just because of LeBron. The way LeBron's playing right now in a playoff setting, we touched on this on Spitting Sports, and things slow down, and it's 95 to 98 with three minutes left, and you're not going to score 117, 128 points. Even though the Lakers can't stop anybody, Jesus Christ. LeBron right now, oh, and in the playoff, playoff, LeBron is one of the best shows in, in sports. LeBron in the playoffs is so fun to watch. That's why I want him in the playoffs. It's just fun to watch him. Dude, we're at the point in his career where I still think he can win another championship before he's done. I think he can get to five. I truly do. With the right pieces, duh. Without a clusterfuck of a roster, duh. And with that dump of Westbrook's contract next year, I would like to see what they build. But this year, I think they're dangerous for the Warriors. But the Warriors are going to... Are gonna, Go down, 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 maybe to four. Play the Nuggets? 
You don't want to play the Mavs. Your offense isn't really that good, right? And and the Mavericks' weakness is the the post. Kavon Looney, Kavon Looney, Draymond Green ain't gonna shoot the ball. And their their perimeter defense is so good, you're not gonna get to those those spots on the floor where you're driving past people and getting to the hole and exposing the rim protection. Even though I think Maxi Kleba is a nice little rim protector. He's not elite by any stretch of the imagination, but he's good. Um, but yeah, I think the Warriors are kind of fucked. And I think their playoff hopes start to dwindle. Like, making a run, they're not the favorite anymore. I never thought they were the favorite, though. A lot of national media guys, Stephen A., all of them said the Warriors were the favorite out of the West. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. And maybe I was an idiot and chalked him when we were me and Chris were talking. He put me, he kind of put me on a shitty spot, low-key. Fuck Chris. He kind of put me in a shitty spot where he's like on the just on the spot, hey, give me your West and East people in the finals, and I chalked it. But yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Should have thought about it more. I didn't want to delay the pod, you know. But yeah, I think they're dwindling. And and that's unfortunate for them. But the Mavericks, talking about the Mavericks, man. Man, oh man, Luka Doncic is flying up the MVP ladder to me. He's not top three. Maybe, maybe top three. And I think his impactful performances and his national television performances are outweighing Giannis's right now. But as this season wraps up, you're going to see just Embiid and Jokic going at it, right? Uh, but the Mavericks, man, Dinwiddie's starting to play. <laughs> Oh, and I mean not just be in the game. He is playing clutch shots. Game winner versus the Nets. So now we have this this sample size now. The sample size of playing really good teams. Really good teams. And they're beating them. They lost to the Celtics, but they're beating good teams. And the Mavericks are a scary, scary team right now. And the way they play defense, they're going to have close games. It's just going to be Luka. Relying on Luka, and that's fine. I will rely on Luka. Give me Luka any day of the week when it comes down to just making tough fucking shots at the end of games. Making clutch shots at the end of games. Give me Luka. Give him. He's the best shot maker in the NBA right now. Him and him and Kyrie, Kevin Durant, they're all in the same bubble. They're the best shot makers right now. The way they can just dribble, 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 dribble. Oh, fuck. Two on the shot clock. Spin, move, step, back, bang. They are the best right now. And you saw. You saw the defense of the Mavericks. KD doesn't even get 25. I think he ended with 23. I don't know. I don't know. The Mavericks are looking great. And I can't wait to see them in the playoffs. I am kind of like a Mavs fan almost. Like, not really. You know, I don't have anything against them. They have shit against us because of the the 06 series with the Heat. It's fine. That's fine. Let's talk about the Heat. Fuck it. I'm just rambling here, guys. The Heat. Listen, I have not liked what I've seen since All-Star break. Since the middle of February for a month, I have hated everything I've seen from this team. We're having close games against the Pistons. We're getting blown the fuck out against the Suns. Oh, it hasn't. What was the game we lost the other night? The T Wolves? Yeah, the T Wolves lost to the T Wolves. Like, I have not liked what I've seen. Yeah, there was no Jimmy Butler there. Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle against the Pistons, too. But it shouldn't take Jimmy Butler to beat the Pistons. To be within. I mean, and the thing that, that gives me, like, some hope with the Heat, right? And we may end this season on a run and we may be good and and I'll be like, oh, shit, we're here. The thing that really concerns me about the Heat, well, that gives me hope, sorry, that gives me hope, but is a concern, is we are the better team in 98% of our games. You know how you know this? You get up by fucking 17 every game. I, I, I swear to you, every game, just like the Pistons game, we get up by 15 and we just go, uh, well, here we go. Because y'all, y'all have to remember, before the All-Star break, through I think 38, 40 games, we had the highest point margin in the NBA, which means the difference in how much you win by. We had the highest over the Suns. 
So it's kind of like, oh, it's just another day at the office. We're blowing them out again. And then we kind of let off. We let off the gas pedal. Bam gets less aggressive. Jimmy gets less aggressive. Tyler Hero is getting buckets or he just starts shooting stupid shit, which is also bad. And then the lead go, gets to three, gets to five. I'm like, oh, shit, let's turn it up. And then they're already up by six. And that's a concern. And maybe with the playoff atmosphere, that goes away. Right? But with the Heat, I have not liked. I have not liked what I've seen. I will say the highlight of this Heat season, since Bam Adebayo has come back, he is the player every Heat fucking fan has wanted. Aggressive. Going to the hoop. Having multiple, I think he has six or seven 30-point games this year. For Bam Adebayo, a center, a 6'9 center, who was known as a pick-and-roll guy for most of his career, just a roller, right? In most of his career, he's fucking 24, 25. So it's not like in most of his career is a long time. But for like, everybody just thought he was like a freak athlete. You know, uh, you know, he's a fringe guy. He's like a good defender on the outside. He's good. He's a great defender, but he's like, he's a he has athleticism. He can pass, but he's not there scoring-wise. He's showing he's beating centers off the bounce, like from the three-point line, cooking them with a dribble, pulling up in their face. And then when he gets in a rhythm, we start blowing people out. And also, Tyler Hero is on a burner. His last 10 games is averaging 27 points a game. 26. 26 point something. Murdering. Hot. Last 10 games, he's shooting 48% from the three-point line. Hot. Scorching. This is when we need him to do this now. End of the season, it's time to get Tyler going. He's not our closer, but he can be. You have to realize, guys, the Heat are so scary in the playoffs. You know why? Kyle Lowry's been there. He has, and he got shit on when he was losing to LeBron and had very bad performances. Kyle Lowry's been there. Tyler Hero is built for this shit. He is. He's built for big shots. He's built for playoff time. We saw in the bubble, bubble season, Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're a goofy. You see that? Turned it around on it. You're goofy. <laughs> You're goofy. You fuck. Oh, God. I'm getting alerts about fucking God kickers. Um, and then we have Bam, Jimmy. We got shot creators everywhere. We got shooters. And that's where we get scary in the playoffs. Amazing team defense. But I think the Bucs are going to be a hard matchup for us. So they have too many wing defenders where Jimmy can't get a good switch. There is no good switch on the pick and rolls for Jimmy, Bam, Hero, none of that. There's no good matchup for Jimmy. He can't beeline to the rim against the Bucs. So even though... We're 2-2 two and two against them. We should be 3-1 and one with that horrendous loss that we had uh, a couple weeks ago. My fucking God. Uh, and, you know, as a fan, you kind of look at the lows more than the highs. So, uh, another team I wanted to talk about is the Celtics. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart have kind of found their rhythm. The Derek White addition has brought something to them. something to them, And I've watched a couple games, and I don't know what it is yet. Is it an extra facilitator on the team, which they need a true facilitator? Maybe I just said it. Uh, Marcus Smart is not a natural point guard, even though I think he is a very underrated passer. But now, with Derek White, who's coming from the Spurs, where all you know is ball movement, team movement, let your stars cook, He's starting to set him up good. He plays really good defense. He can get a bucket if you need him to. That's not his forte, but I've seen some Derek White performances that were nutty. I think one year in the playoffs, he had 20-something. It was like the Goran Dragic game back in the day where he just goes for like 20 in the fourth for the Suns. How much basketball have I fucking watched in my life? Um, And... I don't know what it is with them. Jason Tatum is just turning into an absolute superstar in the NBA, too. His game is forever. His game lasts forever. He does not use athleticism. He's He uses, like, slow... And he he's an athlete like a motherfucker. Don't get it twisted. If, and if he's your third best defender on your team, nobody's going to score on you. And they can... Him and Jalen Brown, I'm just like, my thoughts are going crazy right now. Him and Jalen Brown are so good at ISOing. 
And another thing, if Jalen Brown is your second best offensive ISO player, you're in for a fucking good season. And they just caught their stride. New coach. Uh, Ime Adoka. Is that how you say his name, Udoka? I know he played for the Spurs and was assistant there for a long time, but I don't know how to say his name. I don't want to be disrespectful to his name. Shout out Westbrook. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, they're very interesting, man. They're fun to watch because they play ISO ball and it's so fun. And then they get the team going. Like, Jalen, what the fuck? Is somebody calling me? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It was connected to the Bluetooth speaker. I almost fucking passed out. Oh, shit. I'm scary. Oh, fuck. Anyways, and then Jason Tatum, to me, like I've always said, is an underrated playmaker. Just like I think Devin Booker is. Just because their scores, their their game gets kind of dumbed down to, ah, yeah, he's great at scoring. Like, nah, bro, he's amazing at basketball. Let's not get it twisted. They're amazing at basketball. I think Devin Booker's an underrated defender as well. You don't ever see somebody target Devin Booker. When have you seen them matchup punt Devin Booker on the defensive end? Now I'm just rambling. What I've been rambling. That's what I said I was doing, right? The fuck is wrong with me? You never see him get hunted. Mostly Jalen Brown. I mean, no shit. Marcus Smart, no shit. Jason Tatum, no shit. Maybe Pey- Peyton Pritchard. That's it. I think what they're gonna what they lack is Robert Williams is becoming a good player. I think he fouls a lot. I think he makes a lot of dumb plays. And I think that may hurt them. Like, if they played this, uh, the 76ers, it'd be a great series. It would be how impactful is Embiid versus those centers getting him in foul trouble. Al Horford is dusted, bro. He's toast. He's old as shit. Oh, he can't move his feet. Nothing. So if Robert Williams gets in foul trouble, you're kind of fucked at a rim protection standpoint. And they're going to match up on Al Horford and just drive past him the whole game. With James Harden. You know? But the guard defense, you got Tyrese Maxey guarding who? Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart ain't scared to score. So I think that would be an interesting playoff series if they do, and that'd be beautiful. I think that's what it's up right now. Um, and the that's what it's looking like right now is going to happen. Because I don't think the Heat are giving away their one seed, considering I think we have thir- 12 or 13 games left, like eight of them are at home. I just don't see us giving that seed up. Uh, the Bucks are coming, though. They're only one and a half, two and a half back. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that the Heat will keep that seed. I think the 76ers are interesting going into the playoffs. You don't know what's going to happen. We still don't have a big enough sample size, but you see what it can be. You see what that can be in the playoffs. And w- when you're talking about just an unstoppable two-man game, you're fucking scared in the playoffs. You do all you want. Do all you want to stop, bring a help defender off Maxi or Thibault or whatever. I don't know. I think having that two-man game, because Joel can score on two people with ease. And I know that sounds stupid, but he literally gets double teamed all game and he just shoots over and doesn't give a fucking score. So that's going to be interesting. And the, and the last point I wanted to get to was the Nets. This is the most dangerous 8C we've ever seen in NBA history. Not saying the most successful with that with that fucking Warriors team that ended up getting blown out in the second round, by the way. That's what's crazy with that team. They got hyped up because they beat the Mavericks, and then they lost in the second round. Um, this Nets team is fucking scary. And mostly if the mandate gets lifted, we roll, it's, it's a lot of ifs. But if those ifs become its happenings, the league is fucked, and... Honestly, I want them to keep winning so I ain't got to face them in the first round. I ain't going to front. I ain't fronting, man. I want them to win. Or get kicked out of the playoffs. Whichever one. Whichever fucking one, dude. I don't know what has to happen, but I don't want to face them. You got Kyrie Irving dropping 50 and 60 on 80, 70, 80% shooting. You got KD having a 50 ball on Sunday or Saturday, whichever one it was. You don't want to play those guys in the playoffs, man. Seth Curry's playing lights out. Patty Mills is a is a bucket. DeAndre Jordan is ass. God damn DeAndre. Why did I just think of DeAndre Jordan? Oh, because he's the one that brought them together. God damn, poor Philly, bro. Poor fucking. And I'm thinking of matchups in the playoffs. Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. But yeah, like Claxton is good. He's athletic, but you know, is he really gonna stop somebody? Where did Cam Thomas go? 
I don't understand how that dude starts getting buckets and then Kyrie comes back and shit. It seems like his minutes are getting cut. I know they had injuries and all that, but you got to let him play if he's, if he's hooping. Mostly Steve Nash, he has this play everybody 40 minutes, you know, thing. And in a playoff series without Kyrie Irving, we saw what happened with Kevin Durant, and I brought this up 100 times with the Bucks. They're still going to be hard to beat, but without Joe Harris as well, people aren't bringing that up. I know he's been he's been struggling this year, but at the same time, he's a he's a shoot, he's a bucket. He can hoop. He can hoop. And uh, yeah, man, I I think the Nets are fucking scary, and I do not want to play them. I don't. I really fucking don't. So yeah, so good luck to all your NBA teams out there. I hope the women enjoyed this podcast. Hey, ladies, uh, guys too, man. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of this podcast. The The five song video, the five top songs will be inserted right here, man. And I hope y'all have a great fucking day, night, evening, whatever it is. And the pod goat is out. Deuce!